You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Top Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Your co-host, Danny. And fans, we have a special edition. We're going to talk a little bit about Game 7 between the Bucks and the Nets. we also preview the Bucks versus the Hawks. And then we'll get into a little bit more about the NBA playoffs. So, Danny, but first, let's get, hit, get right into it. Let's go to the Bucks versus the Nets Game 7, which was really a grit and grime game. Oh, my gosh, man. Fans, if you all have not watched this game, that was definitely a game to treasure. And to also, really, it has to go down in one of the best Game 7s in NBA history. I'm just going to put it out there. Kevin Durant put up 48 points, played 53 minutes, played the entire game. Same thing with James Harden, put up 22 points. Blake Griffin has 17. But our Milwaukee Bucks actually went ahead and prevailed, 115 to 111 in overtime in a game seven. Giannis with 40 points, 13 rebounds, five assists. And then you, you also had Chris Middleton stepping up with 23 points, 10 rebounds, six assists, five steals. Brooke Lopez, 19 points. And then Drew Holiday, 13 points. And I have to say, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, they didn't show up in the first three quarters, but they show, showed up in the fourth quarter when it when it counted. Uh, and even in the overtime, Kevin Durant. Man, every time he shot the ball, man, I thought I was going in. <laughs> every time he shot, man, I thought I was going in, man. That The bucket... They sent it into overtime, and we have got to be thankful to the good Lord above that his his feet was the shoe size that they are, and not a half inch. He was right on the line, about to shoot the three. He shot the three, made it, and had it been a three-pointer, that would have been our season. Yep. So, man, this was an awesome game, man. At that point in time in a game seven, both teams actually know what each other is going to run. The sets, mm-hmm. how each other plays, the the strengths and the weaknesses, the counters. Both teams already know that. This was a game of will, mm-hmm. of willpower. Danny, what's, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, d- definitely, Jason. It was a game of ebbs and flows where you thought one team was going to take advantage and carry the momentum to a victory. Then all of a sudden, the other team would take over the momentum, make a couple shots. And then I thought, man, the Bucks owe a big thank you to Joe Harris. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Harris. (laughs) In that overtime, he had a wide open three-pointer. If he knocks that down, I think it's a different result in that overtime. Yeah. Changes the complexion of the game. Yes. 
completely. And he had a couple other opportunities in the fourth quarter, even in the third quarter, where he made one, but he just couldn't get it going. So that was huge because KD needed all the help he could get. Every bit. Yes. And there were a couple times Harden had some key turnovers Mm -hmm. in that fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. So – uh, kudos to the Bucks for taking advantage of those opportunities and not letting that slip through their fingers because they were trying to give that game away as well in a multitude of ways. This really showed what I thought they could do in this series when we first talked about predicting it in that game seven. They're a deeper team, and this is where that had to show because the Nets – we're relying on KD and Harden is, you know, he was playing with that grade two hamstring strain. So all in all, a great game, a great series that went back and forth. And it showed, I, I felt sorry for KD, man, for what he did. But that fatigue kicked in at the end, man, when he had that game winning opportunity in overtime mm-hmm. and he just didn't have the legs. So, and you saw not only the Nets, the Bucks were gassed too because Giannis put up a lot of minutes, Middleton put up a lot of minutes. So it was all in all a great series, but now we move on to the Eastern Conference Finals with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, and that is going to be an amazing series, man. Here we are at the Milwaukee Bucks on the verge on the verge of going into the finals and Danny, these Atlanta Hawks, they are resilient. Mm -hmm. They're young, but they're resilient. I mean, we got to think about who they've beaten in the playoffs. They have beaten the New York Knicks Mm -hmm. and they played at Madison square garden and obviously performed very well. Yes. Then they went ahead and beat the Philadelphia 76ers. And keep in mind, this is why the Hawks are the lower seed. So they didn't have home court advantage. Mm-hmm. They are some road warriors. So this is going to be very intriguing. They're not afraid to go on a road and beat and beat you yep. and are not ashamed to tell the crowd <laughs> how much they feel in it. So Listen, this is going to be, I think, a harder series than what people are giving it. And I'm, the reason why I say that is because of coaching. Mm-hmm. I think Bud is going to cost us about a game, maybe two games. And that's why I am predicting that the Bucks are going to win in six. I was initially thinking about the Bucks winning in five. Yep. Uh, purely because we have home court advantage. Mm-hmm. I think that game five potentially – with us possibly locking up our uh, Eastern Conference Championship title at home, that would be a perfect scenario. Mm-hmm. But, man, these Hawks, man, I I don't know. I think we will pull, pull it out in six. I'm hoping five, though, just so that way we can get that celebration going uh after the game man so this is going to be very interesting matchups man obviously we have to worry about uh the head of the snake and that being uh trey young Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't 
it's going to be interesting to see what Coach Bud does. Uh, I mean, obviously, I can see the likes of Drew Holiday being put on him. Um, sure. and all, and then you have uh, I mean, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, we'll see how he is feeling. Uh, and all based upon his in- injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's going to be this interesting matchup because he had, he torched us uh, in the regular season. Uh, the likes of Clint Capella, I mean, I could easily see uh, either Brooke or Giannis on him. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would par- probably put uh, Brooke on him um, and Dahl. Uh, you got like so John Collins. I mean, I could see Giannis being put on him. Uh, so, I mean, this is just going to be very intriguing in terms of how the Bucks really match up with, with this team. And again, I have to say and have to stress, it's going to come down to coaching. It really is. I mean, Nate McMillan has been coaching his ass off, man. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say, give, I have to give them kudos, quite honestly. Um, I'm really wondering how this is going to really uh, mess up uh, and everything. Uh, but then you also have Lou Williams coming off the bench. And yep. so uh, Lou Pepper, uh, Lemon Pepper Wing uh, Williams coming off the bench, man. I mean, this is just going to be really interesting. And then I'm wondering what we're going to do with Bobby Portis. I think Bobby Portis plays this series because the Atlanta Hawks, they have a lot of 6'9", 6'10", people or uh, players that uh, I think we can match up well with using Bobby Portis. Uh and so I see Bobby Portis playing a little bit more uh this series uh and all. Uh but then as the series grow, grows closer to that game four, that game five, um I think the lineups are going to be shortened. Yep. And I think what Bud needs to learn from game seven with the Nets, I think he needs to go in, into his bench a little bit more. When you think about the Nets and uh, the Bucks versus the Nets in Game Seven, but only went three deep, mm-hmm. and really, when you think about it, he only went one deep because off of the bench in Game Seven against the Nets, you had Thanasis who played one minute, yep. and then you just had you had Connington who played twenty three minutes, but then you had Brent Forrest who only played five minutes. So you you we really won that game with only six players, man. And may I add to that, Jason? Pat Connington mm-hmm. was a key in that game seven. He had a lot of big threes. If he would oh, hit definitely. those threes, yep, it would have been a different story. So I mm-hmm. forgot to mention him in the game seven recap, but mm-hmm. Pat Connington saved them in a lot of oh, <laughs> scenarios where he hit a lot of big threes. Big time. I think with the Bucks, I, I think we're missing, we're gonna miss. DiVincenzo in this Atlanta Hawks series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really believe that. So we'll see. Danny, any, any, your thoughts on the uh, preview here? I'm leaning towards Bucks and five. I'm basing that right now on the Bogdanovich injury. So if he's limited, they already have DeAndre Hunter, who's out, who was a big, they didn't have him in the Sixers series, but he was a huge contributor in that next series. So you lose him on the defensive end. You lose Bogdanovich on the offensive end. You know, you have Gallinari coming off the bench. And, yep. and you have Huter, who played lights out in that game seven against the Sixers. Man. But having that other offensive weapon, a big offensive weapon in Bogdanovich, who can hit the three and spread the floor as well, 
I think that's going to be key. And I think, too, Atlanta had some issues, man, with free throw shooting. I know we talk about free throw shooting a lot on this show, but that's key for the Bucks. But Atlanta, it cost them a game or two in that Sixers series. Uh, so that's going to be also something as you look at the fourth quarter and these games where Atlanta almost cost themselves a couple games. They're lucky to get out of that Sixers series the way they're shooting free throws. The momentum. So Atlanta's coming in hot. You mentioned this. Mm-hmm. They're coming in like playing with house money, man. We have nothing to lose. But I think the Bucks have too much talent to lose this series. And after going through what they went through with the Brooklyn Nets and someone like Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. there's in my opinion, there's no way they should lose this series, not to say they can't, mm-hmm. because they could have a letdown. After pouring all that emotion, all that energy into that Brooklyn series, it could be an emotional letdown, but I just don't see it, man. I think they get this in five. Uh, obviously, we'll track this as we're going along, and any pivots will be made as necessary <laughs> depending on how the series is trending but right now i'm looking at bucks can get them at five and now danny to the western conference listen man these phoenix suns uh against the la clippers phoenix suns winning game one uh Devin booker man you know some are calling him the next kobe um baby mama i'm just going to say that he has the mama mentality Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, man, he is impressive. And game two is tonight uh, in Phoenix. And we'll see what happens, man. But quite honestly, I'm just going to say it, man. Phoenix Suns going to win this series. Without Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. or Clippers, I don't see a way that the Phoenix Suns would win. And I would even say this, man, CP3 could almost really stay out of the entire series if Kawhi Leonard is not playing and the Phoenix Suns would still win. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't see what the Los Angeles Clippers are going to do here to really pull this series out. And, you know, I'm just impressed with quite honestly, Devin Booker, man. I mean, he scores at any given point on the court. And unless they trap him, double team him to get the ball out of his hands, Mm-hmm. And force other people to score. That's the only way I could see the Clippers coming even close to winning the game, quite honestly. So this is going to be really interesting, man. And I think that's why you need um, a CP3 back out there because I can see him a, a double team or a trap happening. Um, and I don't know. We'll see. But I, I'm saying Phoenix Suns possibly in five. Gentlemen, sweet. If Kawhi doesn't come back. Got it. I think too, man, not having Kawhi is huge for the Clippers, but they're one of these teams, man, like they have nine lives, man. <laughs> you can't kill them. You think you got them dead and they just, <laughs> well, look at Utah. Utah had them dead the rights down 25 mm-hmm. and let, they came back without Kawhi. So I think this at least goes six, mm. just the way they're not letting go. They're not just quitting. Like, even if game one, they're down. They came all the way back. They actually had a decent lead. Like, I think it was like six points. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, fell apart. And then they came all the way back at the end and made it close. So, I think it can go six. PG, or uh, playoff P, is 
actually been playing really well mm-hmm. uh, these last few games. So I think they can at least push it six, but Devin Booker's in the zone, man, right now. Man. And they better figure out something to slow him down in order to get to game six because, yeah, he's – like his shot I – mean, he always had a great shot, but right now he's just doing everything right and finding people in good spots. He had a triple-double the other day. So he's he's playing out of this world right now. So I, I still think Phoenix wins the series, but I think the Clippers can get at least two games from Phoenix. And maybe that's Clippers coach Tyron Lue's specialty. Mm-hmm. Let's get down. Let me go ahead and make some adjustments mm-hmm. uh, in the second half of this series and then let them make adjustments or try to make adjustments of what I've done. Yep. Maybe that's his specialty. I mean, when you think about Tyron Lue, I mean, and his teams that have, you know, advanced on, they typically have been down. Yep. <laughs> You're <laughs> to right. Start the series, to start the series. And then next thing you know, he makes some interesting adjustments and uh, it goes on from there. So who knows? We'll see. But I would say this, just as we're talking about Tyron Lue, uh and his coaching ability, we got to also look at the other side of the bench, uh, of the bench there, man, with the Phoenix Suns coach. Yep. I mean, he's just been absolutely impressive, and that is none other than Monty Williams. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is going to be a coaching duo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, honestly, the Phoenix Suns are going to really outlast them again because of Kawhi. I'm saying – Sons and five, you're saying sons and six. We'll see what happens. Fans, what do you think? Hit us up. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backportstalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backportstalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.